Hello, and welcome to the Art of Podcast, hosted by Grand Lifestyle Magazine and the Public Arts Commission. I'm your host, Tammy Vignes, and I'm joined today by Marla Defoe and Dana Bastian. Hello. Hey. Hello. We are down a soldier today. Dean is, is not with us, so it's just us gals. Thinking of you, Dean. Yeah. Miss you, buddy. Miss you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think you guys can probably attest I'm sort of the the resident office snacker, if you will. Oh yeah, you're always <laughs> snacking on something. I know. I feel like Dana sits very close to me, and I'm I get my bowl of carrots, and I'm like, I'm really sorry. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I just <laughs> I can't help myself. Like it's just like what I have to do. Like I'm constantly kind of munching and eating and. I'm sure the person who empties our garbages like on the weekends probably thinks I own stock and paper plates. <laughs> my garbage is like filled and filled with plates and bowls and knives and all the things. So anyway, I felt like I kind of like landed my dream job when I started working here and realized we get a weekly office grocery delivery. Like you just put in your request and bam, groceries. It's absolutely wonderful. It is. It is. And it's kind of funny, like I've noticed like our just in general, like as an office, I think our tastes have changed or like maybe we've gotten older or just a little more health conscious. We used to get like lots of soda and junk food and that kind of stuff. And now we get like carrot sticks and hummus and avocado and low sodium nuts. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, it's just kind of funny. Like it's not quite those, the same as those keto ago. M&Ms are kind of the bomb. <laughs> no, they really are. I'm like, oh, I don't even feel bad eating this Atkins friendly that's chocolate covered candy hidden i noticed this yesterday when i went to you know it was really hot in here a couple days ago so i opened both doors as yep. like a kind of cooled off and um they put the chocolate in the freezer oh that was smart yeah no i i went to oh. eat a piece of chocolate and it was i had to like lick it off of the wrapper <laughs> so it was very very melted yes it was so like 90 so degrees aware. in here <laughs> go to the freezer go to the freezer and, yes. yes and sometimes i forget that we have a freezer and then i'll open it up and there's like ice cream cream bars and they're like where did these come from it's kind of like dilly bars Wee. what i know i know i love it. Was it that is such a huge perk it I've is so oh, no, it's make great. a list of what you want we make a list yes yep. and i mean it's just like magic like bam like walmart or hugo's or whatever comes on like thursday and or friday whatever friday. day it is yeah and we have like just a stocked fridge like almost at all times it's pretty great amazing yeah it really is so today we're talking about like obviously one of my favorite things which is food and we are talking with one of my dear friends heather schneider she is the owner and founder of joyful foods and yeah so we're just uh chatting with her today about her story and all your snacks and all our <laughs> snacks yes so thank you for joining us heather thanks welcome for yes so welcome to our little podcast and you are live in studio Yes. Yes. This is nice. Little I, round table. I know it is. It's a very, very small round table with <laughs> lots of equipment on it. But <laughs> here we I are. Like yes. It. Yes. I, it is. It is very intimate. So, anyway, so you obviously are in the food business. So, tell us a little bit about your passion for food. Where did that begin? I mean, early on, I come from a family that loves food. We talk about food, make food. We were always the house that would host every single yeah. holiday. Um, yeah, and. Even like when I was younger, my very first trip on an airplane was to Japan. Oh, and I look nothing like just right, yeah, just a right, casual trip. Yeah, I saved all right. my babysitting money and I was a freshman in high school and I did an exchange. Yeah. And I look back at that journal that I kept while there and everything I talked about was food. Of course. 
it was amazing. They had the freshest strawberries and their vending machines had these amazing candies and right. foods. So I think it goes way back. Right. Yeah. I just always had an interest. This passion. And I know you said like you're, I remember when we uh, talked about uh, your business for a story that we did in Grand, you talked a little bit about like your mom and your grandma and just kind of that, like that's sort of where some of that inspiration came from too, just their they also have a love for that kind of stuff and everything's very homemade and yeah they were yeah. always cooking like my mom would make her own french fries and then tell us to run downstairs and grab the ketchup because she would make her own ketchup of course and I realize now that that's not like that in everyone's house right but that's just <laughs> there's no Heinz in the right? fridge that's for you guys it was the canned mason jar of ketchup that's <laughs> awesome yeah yeah no my mom was similar too I mean I like legitimately didn't realize like I was I don't want to say I was sheltered necessarily but I was just very like oblivious and kind of naive to like the world of grocery stores evidently because my mom too like she had just this massive garden and oh my god I mean I I loved and hated it at the same time because I didn't like to pick the things that were growing especially like the beans and the peas and anything that was like a viney like low to the ground yeah yeah. because I mean not only was it annoying but (laughs) I mean every single time there'd be like this toad lurking under the <laughs> under the vines and I mean oh and of course I was the one to find it you know I'd be like sitting on my little stool you know moving along with my little bucket of peas and I'd lift a, a vine and lo and behold there's this lumpy toad <laughs> sitting under there and, ugh, I just no don't no no thanks I will shuck the the peas or shell the peas I guess it is and yeah I always hated corn harvest. Oh, that was the yes. worst when you had to, to like, yeah, you take the, the knives off mm-hmm. it. You have the to silk, shuck it yep. off and then, and then it was the electric knives and it was the, oh, that whole, that uh-huh. whole process. I hated that. Oh yeah. I, and I hated our strawberry patch. I was just going to say we had the raspberries and that strawberry was also awful. Strawberry patch was, well, the raspberries are pokey. Yes, they're pokey. Terrible. And they're so delicate. Like, you know, if one is just slightly overripe, it's just like, squished in your hands and it's always like a bug in there and you have to do it like three weeks straight because they oh, never yeah. ripen yep. all at the same time for sure see you can sign me up for picking i will pick stuff any day ask me to weed the three gardens oh, yeah. my mom had absolutely not. oh i know sign me not worst. up for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i don't know i i mean i really appreciate like you know fresh things and fresh vegetables and I really appreciate the people who go to the lengths to plant their own gardens and harvest their own things. And it's just not, you know, I will eat the things, but I don't want to do, do any of it. Do you keep a garden? No, no, no. Um, I leave that to the professionals. <laughs> yeah. like, I just right. made contacts with local producers and I'm so lucky because they'll just bring it to my doorstep or I go to the farmer's market, of course. Yeah. And, you know, there's the booths that they not only grow it, but then they clean it for you. Oh, I know. They're my favorite. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's you're like, oh, I don't even ready to go. Yep. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kill things when I grow them. Oh, I do too. Succulents, yep. maybe I can get by like on a cactus. Yeah. yeah. But. Oh, I killed a cactus once too. I just. That's I, talent. I, it Same really is. And family. a bonsai tree. I think <laughs> bonsai tree is supposed to live for like thousands and thousands of years. Like Unless you overwater them. I don't know what I, I mean, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I do. I did actually, but I think I'm too cheap to like continue to pay for it. But I accidentally downloaded like the plant, plant app or whatever it is. And you take a picture of something and it not only tells you what it is, but it tells you how to keep it thriving. And I, I didn't really use it that that frequently I mean it did identify a couple of plants like in my yard that I didn't know what they were uh, but I don't I don't know I don't really use it for I didn't use it for 
how to keep my plants alive. But miraculously, I do have a peace lily that my husband's grandma nursed back to health after it was on its last leg. But it's from my grandma's funeral that was like, I don't know, probably like 17 years ago. Oh, that's pretty good. It really is in dire need of being repotted. Like the soil is, I mean, the poor little plant. I just, I mean, it's living in like two inches of very old soil, but somehow it's still still kicking. there. Still, yeah. It is still kicking. And it's, I just water it when it's like, totally wilted like falling on the floor I'm like oh, okay it's time for a drink so that's the extent of my my uh ability to to keep things alive so okay so you obviously you had normal not normal jobs not that your job now isn't normal but certainly different like you kind of paved your own way to do to continue to do what you enjoy doing which is cooking and making food for people and were you nervous to like leave a job that was, you know, just your steady, oh, yeah. you know, steady it's income? Terrifying. You're like, this is, this is. And you hear a lot from people that was like, oh, you don't, you know, what about insurance? What right. About, you know, you walk away from things. retirement and all these things. Mm-hmm. And so you think about that. But then there's also that gut feeling of, well, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And I feel like this could work. But yeah, the fear of failure was huge. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day you're just like, well, I'm going to just toss all this, you know, the sure things aside and just start my own, start my own it business. It took me a long time to, to like get there. Right. Because I, I had the idea, but I couldn't, I couldn't describe it. Right. Like I would try to describe it to people and they just look at me with this blank stare. Um, and so it just slowly but surely, it kind of started to come together. Right. People started to understand the concept. Right. Well, and we haven't even talked about that. So I I said that you own Joyful Foods. What is Joyful Foods? So it's a prepared food company. So I do uh, weekly shares. Customers sign up for a month share. And each week they come and they receive a flat of prepared food. So there's some entrees in there, grain bowls, soups, baked goods, wellness shots. And yeah, it's food to get them through the week. Healthy Mm -hmm. I try to cook seasonally. Yep, yep. Yeah. So trying to explain that to someone, they look at you like, wait, what? And I got right. a lot of like, why don't you open a restaurant? Well, I didn't want a restaurant. Like I was looking for something that would take away, it would give mm-hmm. me flexibility. Right. Absolutely. Like if it's so tough running a kitchen, like staffing, and there's always something mm-hmm. that breaks. There's just, it's constant. So I was trying to find something to give me more work-life balance. Right, for sure. Well, that was kind of the point. I mean, you have two little two little boys or young boys. And yeah, I mean, you you know, a lot of times restaurant and foods industry jobs aren't really conducive to family life. It's I mean, nights and weekends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you want to be able to pick up your kids from school and go right. to their activities. And yeah, I mean, it seemed like part of your whole point in starting this business was so that you could do those things yeah. and not have to miss out. Right. I realized that that chapter of my kids wanting to actually spend time with me is <laughs> it's a Very short small. chapter. Yeah. So I wanted to capitalize yeah. on that. Yeah. And so this was a way for me to do what I love and still have that. And don't get me wrong. Like there was a point there where I thought, well, I'll just have to change careers. Right. I'm just going to have to do a nine to five. Yep. But I couldn't. Like I just couldn't get myself there because I knew that this is what I wanted right. to do, and that there was a need for it in our community. We really don't have, you know, when I started, it's almost three years now. That's crazy. So there wasn't access to, and there's still not really, to mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. prepared food. Yeah. Well, and that's a big part of what you do, too. I know you've gotten a lot of your influence from different 
places that you've lived in the country and really throughout the world because you've had some opportunities to to live elsewhere, which is pretty cool. But a lot of your style of cooking is very healthy and influenced by other, like I said, other places that you've lived, right? Right, yeah. right. So, and I, I mean, okay, it's healthy, but it, sometimes I feel like people hear that and they don't get excited. Right, they okay? think it's going to be so bland and gross. sometimes I yeah. don't even mention that. It's right. like, just give them the food. Yeah. Let them eat it. And then tell them it's healthy, right? right. Like, then they love it. <laughs> Surprise! And they and yeah. that's one of the biggest customers I've gotten from, or biggest um, compliments I've gotten from a customer is, I'm so amazed that you can make healthy food that tastes this mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal, right? Right. To Not everything has to be slathered in butter, although butter is delicious, <laughs> and cheese and all that stuff. But yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of what you do is very like spice heavy right i'm not spicy necessarily but just you know using lots of er- fresh herbs yeah, and fresh citrus herbs, and citrus yep. vinegars like getting the flavor from other places than like the cheese the cream right the, right i don't fry things, anything yeah. like i don't have a lot of rules in the kitchen yeah but i never fry anything don't you Mm-mm. that's interesting no i guess i don't really fry i mean like saute yes but fry not really but don't take away my air fryer. I know that is true. <laughs> Give me an air fry. But then I eat like a whole bag of broccoli that's, that I literally put nothing on except for salt and pepper and maybe like the tiniest little drizzle of olive oil. And it's so good. I mean, like I literally eat the whole bag. Yeah. yeah. Try tossing it with soy sauce mm. and Ooh. everything everything with the bagel seasoning and then putting it in the air fryer. Ooh, yum. Okay, you have to teach me your air fryer ways because that's something yeah. I haven't gotten into. I put it in the air fryer and I push the vegetable button. Okay. Oh, my air fryer, I don't think, has a vegetable button. I got one of those super fancy oh. one that has the two trays. Oh so my. I can do two different things at the same time. Yeah, mine's pretty small. It's also a rotisserie. Nice. It's very, it, Isn't it crazy? Like, there's so many times, like, I make an entire meal and I have not even touched the stove. Like, between, yeah. you know, if you grill something or the air fryer or the instant pot, like, just kind of takes away the, the need for an oven. See, and sometimes. I, like... I tried an instant pot. Yeah. Like I put a pork tenderloin in there, came home. The thing was like, it didn't turn on. I don't know what happened. Like it oh, didn't no. see for me, the kitchen gadgets, like I just can't. Right, right. Just yeah. give me a stove with a pan. Like I'll just do it that That's way. That's funny. And I do, I mean, I certainly appreciate that. And like, there's something to be said, like the first time I used an instant pot, I'm also like, I'm not one to like read instructions. And I was like, oh, how hard can it be? It's like a crock pot, but faster. Like I just, I was making soup, which also like, and nothing, I don't eat meat so nothing had to be like cooked you know I wasn't gonna get like E. coli or anything like that from undercooked mm-hmm. food and but I didn't um, pay attention to like the the release instructions and I think I just like as soon as it was done like my timer was up I just like opened it up and I'm surprised I didn't get like a steam burn on my face but <laughs> my vegetables were like a little bit crunchy in it I just made some like black bean soup or something it was fine but had I, you know, paid attention to the instructions, oh, you, have to probably, you have to naturally it. release and that's or, yeah, or it, cook it longer. After that, when you add that time on, the release time. I know. Because it's like it another. really instant? Right. I, mean, I know. Right? It is it's actually like, like a little bit time. deceiving. It's double the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and honestly, the only thing for the most part, Josh does make a soup in there that's quite good. But it's a wild rice soup and he still needs to make a roux. Well, where are you making the roux? You're making it on the stove, you know. And that gets added later, but you know, it keeps everything kind of nice and tidy. And that's mostly what I use it for as a rice cooker or a quinoa cooker, yeah, yeah. because 
no matter how close to the tension I pay, I always, always, always boil over water. And I have a flat top stove and it's just super annoying and it sticks to the the burner and it leaves stains and rings and it drives me bananas. So I just use the instant pot for that. Mm -hmm. I suppose I could just get a rice cooker, but Rice cooker is so easy. Yeah. I love so my nice. rice cooker. Well, everybody <laughs> says that. I've never I've never owned a rice cooker. Yeah, I got a big mama. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And it never lets you down. No. You That's literally awesome. just put it in, put it in, cover it, wait for it to go ding, done. Yep. Rice, right. perfectly done every time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep. easy. Yep. yep. I guess we know what we're getting Tammy for Christmas. Oh, rice yay. cooker. <laughs> but only if you're on Santa's good list. <laughs> She's not getting That one. is debatable. <laughs> well, Heather, I do have a question. So when, you know, you mentioned that you've got all of this food on your doorstep. So do you cook to people's preferences or is it more towards what you've crafted for the week or the month or so yeah so every week the menu changes and so it's based like so this week tons of seasonal vegetables Mm -hmm. I was using you know in the winter we kind of have to use what we can Mm -hmm. find (laughs) scavenge (laughs) but it's 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 not like if you're not an adventurous eater like if you don't like this 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 and this Joyful is probably not for you. Sure. It's more for people that are looking for something different. Um, I've got a lot of foodies, people that like to travel and go eat. So they're willing to try whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the way I think like each week what I, when I'm thinking of what to make, it's the food that I want to eat. Because what I found like in past kitchens when I was doing specials, the stuff that I always wanted to bring home would sell out. I'd make a special that I wanted to eat so bad, (laughs) always sell out. It's just the rule of the kitchen. Right. So taking that concept into joyful, just making food that you want to eat. Yeah. Absolutely. It seems simple enough. Do you ever have anybody that's like, ooh, you know, this this wasn't for me? Like, I'm sure. I mean, you know, I hate to be ageist, but like older. So I've had some elderly people that have signed up. And I, and I warn them, I'm like, listen, it's a little bit, like some stuff can be spicy. Mm -hmm, It's like, mm -hmm. I make a lot of Indian food, Mexican food, like Mm. different. Yep. And they'll say, oh no, no, I want to go for it. So of the people that have dropped out, it's been older people that maybe it's just not their style of food, which I'm totally okay with. I'm not trying to please everyone. Like that's not my goal. Well, right. And you're not a short order cook, you know, I mean, no, I'm trying to make something that's different. Yeah. That's not available. Like if I was pleasing everyone, I'd feel like I was doing something wrong. Exactly. I like creative food. So it's not for everyone. And that doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. So what's on the menu this week is my question (laughs) or next week. I'm guessing it's hungry. (laughs) I'm guessing it's not meat and potatoes. (laughs) Well, I mean, I will. So like this week, what did I do? Um, so yesterday was pickup day. So my customers got, I did like a creamy tomato soup with some Mm. orzo, fresh basil, local tomatoes in there. Mm. I also did a jerk chicken over Caribbean risotto. Okay, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Can I just like swing by and grab some later? It's like totally crazy and out there, but it's just different, right? right? Well, you're not going to find that in like most restaurants here, which is awesome. But it's getting better, Mm -hmm. right? Like since Joyful started, we have like, I've been amazed at the restaurants that have opened mm-hmm. and we're it's getting better in Grand Forks. It is, is really yeah. exciting. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, it was like 
my favorite day in the world when House of Punjab opened. I was waiting my whole life for an Indian restaurant to open. I'm like, oh, and they're just so good. They're amazing. They really are. I never go to a restaurant the first day it opens, but I did for that. Did you? I I think I went like the next weekend because we were out of town or something, but it was so good. And every time I go, it just is better and better. And we have gotten to the point where now we go and we order three entrees. Yes. Because you always want to take it home, but yet you can't stop eating it when you're there either because it's, of course, it's hot and it's fresh and mm. it's always this problem of do we order enough i know like we oh, should is, have ordered is three more. entrees enough for two people I it's don't know. not no it really isn't and how many orders of non-bread oh, oh for sure at least two, yes right? uh, yes for sure i mean garlic I could, and butter yes, or yes onion if you prefer i haven't tried the onion because i just i love good. the garlic naan mm-hmm. so much and my husband orders too. butter naan and it's just then you know sometimes like i'll share a piece of mine and sometimes I, I prefer mine do over you his. Share. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I do. I'm like, would you like this small piece that got cut extra small? Would you like this one? I'll give this one to you. Yeah. No, it's we can never even decide on things. We're like, okay, well, you pick what you want to eat. I'll pick what I want to eat, and then let's decide on our joint. You right. know, and of course we, you know, we share it all. But it's like. And oh, I want all the so sides. Good. I want the chutney. I want, I know, I want the know. I know. It's so I good. That. Yes. Well, and we always have to start with an appetizer, of course. And I love like their mint chutney. And it's, mm-hmm. but it's not really minty. It's more like cilantro kind of. But yeah. I think they call it a mint chutney. chutney. But it's so good. And, I, and then they come to like clear your appetizer plate away. And I just slide the sauces. I'm like, no, don't take don't those take yet. That. No, I'm going to need those. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> So anyway, we digress. But <laughs> is there anything that you just like don't like? Like, I mean, you're a pretty adventurous eater. You've tried a lot of things, yeah, been a lot anything. of places. But I mean, anything that you're like, mm, I just once I mean, is enough. Mushrooms aren't my favorite. Really? Which people okay. Are surprised yeah. By. If you give me like a uh, chicken of the woods or something, right. like I do like those. But just a normal button mushroom? No just, thanks. No, no. They're Take just, it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll still cook with them because my customers like them. Right. Uh, I make a Hungarian mushroom soup that mm. they love, but I, I don't eat that. <laughs> I love mushrooms. I am the total opposite. Like put some butter in the pan and saute them. And then I will literally eat yep. them by themselves. So my <laughs> secret for mushrooms is you saute them in a jerk sauce. Ooh. Oh yeah. You've okay, mentioned this before. And, and uh, just let them low and slow, let them caramelize. And it is amazing on a steak because if you have a good cut of meat, you don't want to season it up. You mm-hmm. don't want to put a ton of seasoning right. on it, so you just let the meat speak for itself. A little salt and pepper, and then you put this jerk mushroom sauce on there. Okay, maybe I need it's to try that. Unbelievable. I'll yep. give that a go. Yep. Yum. Well, and you got to find the good mushrooms. There's a grower out of Moorhead, Doubting Thomas Farms. They grow the best mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So those I'll eat. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, they just they have a different texture. They cook up a little better. For sure. So. Ooh, that sounds good. I do like mushrooms, but I know that's kind of a one of those types of foods that a lot of people are like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that. But I'll eat them. Like if you put food in front of me, I mean, (laughs) I'm a mom. Like if anyone cooks for me, I will eat it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Absolutely. Unless it's tomatoes. I will not eat tomatoes That's so crazy to me. Cooked or raw or anything. Raw. I can't. Like I can do, like I can do like a marinara sauce or even like a tomato soup, but I won't do ketchup. I will eat salsa. That's Mm -hmm. about the only but too acidic or it's the flavor or I think it's the texture. Okay. I think. Hmm. What about like a caprese salad, like a good, like balsamic marinated tomato? That's your worst nightmare. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> give, give, give me the mozzarella. All the mozzarella please. All these really good microphones that we're talking into are going to pick up our stomachs growling here in a minute. <laughs> so you mentioned you're a mom. Like, so your kids, like, are they picky eaters? Are they pretty adventurous? Like, My oldest, he's eight and he'll eat anything. He's like, that's amazing. awesome. We, my husband and I went to Portland, Maine. When we came back, we um, shipped back a bunch of fresh seafood. Mm. He tried everything. Really? I was so proud of him. Um, like he loves sushi. He loves, he'll, he'll try it all. Yeah. My youngest is a different story. Really? He wants chicken nuggets every single day of his life. <laughs> um, he'll smell things, which to me, like that's Ooh. a step, right? Yeah, like yeah. at least he's, and I have this rule that you have to try something eight times. Cause I just explained like eight oh, times. That's we a can, lot. We can yeah. prepare it a different way. Right. Oh, you didn't right. like it this way. Let's try it this way. Cause right. we can make it. So I'm hoping he turns a corner. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Right, right. Well, I mean, and that's got to be tough too. I mean, because you want to introduce him to all these things and take him all these places, and and then if he's just a chicken nugget kind of kid, um, it's like yeah, oh, it's come torture. On. Like it's <laughs> is he like even picky on his chicken nuggets? Like is he like, oh, I like the dinosaur shaped ones? No, no, no. no. Those are <laughs> whatever kind but. in whatever shape. Yeah. Oh, for uh, funny. I always find it funny. Like I know a lot of um, my friends have kids who don't like melted cheese like they like cheese hmm. like cheese sticks or string cheese or whatever but like even sometimes cheese on pizza or like a grilled cheese they don't like melted cheese and I think that is absolutely bananas it's like my staple <laughs> in college like nachos, a grilled cheese, grilled cheese. Right? Yeah. I think nachos are like for sure like my go-to kind of snack yep yep absolutely yep Absolutely. So my son is like this super polite eater. Like, like he'll just like suffer in silence. Like, like, he will, like, like he will eat things that it's very, very obvious that he doesn't like. And you'll be like, Hey, Dominic, how is that? And he'll like chew a little bit and he'll swallow and be like, it's good. Oh. And, and, and it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> but bless your heart. Oh. But then he always tries to be a foodie and be adventurous. And one of my favorite stories is when he was about four years old, we were out at a restaurant. He always orders cheeseburgers. Ordered a cheeseburger. And it was a higher-end restaurant down in Fargo. And they're like, um, okay, what kind of cheese would you like? Well, he's in a fancy restaurant. So he goes, do you happen to have smoked Gouda? Oh, wow. <laughs> and... And the waitress was like, "Why, well, yes, we do." And she walked away, and you could just see her laughing. Oh, and I was cute! Like, but but he will he will eat anything, but he doesn't always enjoy it. Right, and, and you can tell. Like he sits down to eat, and and he's done eating in three minutes. You're like, "Well, he ate it fast because he didn't want to taste it." Right, right. Um, well, good for him though. I mean, that's oh, you I know love a lot that of he kids. Knows what smoked gouda? I know. Is. Well, well and it's 13, one of the best cheeses. He's 13 now, and he actually, I, I bought a thing of smoked Gouda to make a, a, a sauce, and it disappeared. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, who ate a quarter pound of smoked Gouda? <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, you guys, like, that was like an $8 cube of cheese. Who, who, who ate that? And now I can't make this meal. And my son's like, um... I did. I'm like, <laughs> you, you ate a quarter pound of hung. cheese. In it's one, a lot of good like, like you just sat down, like opened up this quarter pound of cheese and just like ate it like a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Can you, you blame did you, him? I, I used to go through like 
they have these like crystal farms, like the already mm-hmm. pre-cut up ones. Oh, I would go through like a half of those. Like I'm from Wisconsin. Your girl loves cheese. <laughs> She's love lactose cheese. intolerant. We have a love-hate relationship. I push through the pain sometimes. Oh. But I mean, just a good block of cheese and especially a good smoked Gouda because, oh, I Hugo's has a good too. black pepper smoked Gouda mm-hmm. and it is so good. I mean, there's not many cheeses oh. that I've tried that I haven't liked i mean it's just kind of one of those things they're almost all pretty good i'm not a fan of goat cheese oh that aren't you and that i, can, I yeah. have not that it's just like almost too too like earthy yeah. people earthy either love me. it or hate it yeah um, i happen to love it is there any types of meats or veggies or specific food that you really like to work with a lot um yeah, I mean, I uh, vegetables are my best friend, and I'll just kind of work them in. into Like, every single dish has a ton of vegetables in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I love grains. I use a lot of quinoa. I really love oat groats, which doesn't get a lot of time on people's tables. <laughs> no. But oat? it's I love so good for you. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the best thing, full of protein. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I use it all. A lot of rice. Yum. In terms of meat, like, you, you know, you said seasonally, do you do any, like, we're here, of course, in North Dakota, people like to hunt or do those types of things, like different meats, Game. like venison or yep. lamb or pheasant. I, I, I use, Ooh, yes, like, pheasant. buffalo, bison, like, okay. that's, and I don't use a ton of meat. Like, a lot of my food is vegetarian and vegan. Mm-hmm. Cool. But once again, if people don't know that, right? right, so a lot of my customers are meat eaters, but they don't even think about it. Right. As long as it tastes, tastes good so and they're good. filling, right. yeah. But I still use chicken. I mm-hmm. mean, if you didn't use chicken, I think there'd be a riot. <laughs> <laughs> so I still I use that. But I no, I haven't gotten into venison. Maybe I should experiment with that. You go get yourself a a shotgun and go either in a long time. But my parents love lamb and they just continue to bring me this like lamb. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to make with this. Lamb's an interesting (laughs) meat to like to. Yeah. I mean, when I ate meat, I liked lamb quite a bit. And but it's kind of a I think it's a texture thing for a lot of people. And a lot of times you prepare it slightly under, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's certainly not a well done meat. Yeah. And that can be a little off-putting for some. And it's kind of a, you know, an earthy type of taste as well. And that's why I think people like with goat cheese, too. I mean, it kind of tastes goaty. I mean, you know, like, like kind of like grass and dirt and stuff like that. I don't know. But when it's paired with the right thing, I don't know if I could just, like, eat a spoonful of goat cheese, like, but, like, if it's with a beet salad, salad yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, even just spread mm-hmm. on a cracker, like, that's something to kind of balance it out a little bit is always good. Or if you take the goat cheese and you like make a little patty out of it mm. and then encrust it in nuts and then just sear it on Ooh. each side. Yep, you're so speaking you my the, language. And then you throw that on a salad. So the cheese is kind of oh. soft and melty. Ooh. We might get you to eat goat cheese that way. Yes, okay. please. I feel like I, I mean, maybe we need to have, I think we <laughs> need to have like a, you know, I don't know, just come in and cook for us and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, I listened to you talk a uh, while back at, uh, the Women's Leadership Cooperative. Yes. And uh, one of the things that stuck with me is uh, how adamant you are about using fresh herbs and spices. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I was always one of those, like, I just had a jar of minced garlic in my fridge. Okay. And um, I just had to tell you this because I figured you'd be proud of me, is that I started buying <gasps> garlic and um, pressing my own awesome. garlic and mincing my own garlic. And I made a low country boil the other night for my Ooh. family. And... 
my husband is eating. He's like, what you do different? Because this tastes so good. The flavor is amazing. And I'm like, it's real garlic. Wow. <laughs> and he noticed. And that was the only thing I changed about the whole thing. That's it awesome. does. It just, yeah. There's nothing comparable to no. fresh garlic. And don't get me wrong. It's annoying to peel it's it. super to, annoying. It, but if you kind of think of it, I think of it like a meditation, right? right. <laughs> just kind of yeah. taking my time. Like instead of getting really mad at the garlic, yeah. I just take my time with it. And there's no, there's no comparison. Well, it's one of those things you can't really be in a hurry when so you're, yeah. and I also, I, I blushed a little bit because I was also at that, that women's leadership uh, deal. And I totally always have a little jar of garlic in my Same. fridge. And I think my mom, it was because my mom, my mom always did. It's easy. But granted, like we also, you know, I grew up in a little town. I don't even know if like fresh garlic existed in our grocery store, like Right. She would buy that because, you know, it had to stay in the fridge. But I will say, if I'm really, like, going to town making something from scratch, I for sure buy fresh garlic. And I did just make uh, tikka masala I don't know, a couple weekends ago. And I used fresh garlic. Yeah, fresh garlic. And it did make all the difference. I mean, it, it had been a while since I had bothered with it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was really good. And, and like, I need you, to do that more often. It makes a huge difference. And then if you really want to step it up, right now you can find fresh local garlic at mm. the market. Uh, Marcus from Tinta Beach Farms, he grows the best garlic. And just buy as much as you can because it will, it won't go bad. You can keep it on your counter all through yeah. winter. And that stuff, it's magic. You can take one clove and that will... I will say I have braided many a garlic um, back in my day. My mom was like notorious. She would grow her own. own. Yep. And then we would braid the garlic (gasps) and put it in the brown paper bag Mm. and put it below. We had a unfinished basement at the time when we lived in Wisconsin and we would keep it down there in a very cold, dark room Mm -hmm. and we'd have fresh garlic all All the the time. time. But do you have any tips for mincing garlic? Because that's my biggest issue. Like, whether it's onions, whether it's garlic, I am like, yeah, oh, covered in tears. And I, I'm not very, I, I mean, my coworkers can attest, I am clumsy. I cut <laughs> yes. myself on the regular on accident. <laughs> Poor it's Dana just... ran into a fan yesterday. <laughs> Our air conditioning has been a little off in the building. So we have this big box fan like in the doorway. I mean, it literally takes up the entire doorway, and all of a sudden we hear like, you know this crash <laughs> sounded like the ceiling was coming down <laughs> we're like somebody's like dana did you just run into the fan she's like yes and i was looking at it the entire time i was walking toward it and i still like ran into it i have no depth perception i'm like well, oh I my word to, i mean my advice is to get a really sharp knife but yes. then hearing the fan story i don't know <laughs> maybe i know but right? it does help like uh, uh, get yourself a really good knife and then once you have that good knife take good care of it right. never put it in the dishwasher right. always wash it by hand Get it sharpened. If you go to East Grand Forks uh, Hardware Hank, they have an amazing knife sharpener Ooh. there. It's really oh. fun. Like, like great little like Saturday you, activity. Like you, you just bring you your bring knife in the own? machine oh. and then it sharpens it. It's well, really fun. Cool. Bring the whole family, get your knife sharpened. But then... Is there a limit to how many knives you can bring? I mean, do they look at you funny? Do you have like this wagon full? Okay, and, well, yeah. okay. And they, they weren't concerned that you're uh, like a, no, a weirdo? No. Okay. And then beyond that, like I'm the same way. I cry all the time when I do onions. And then people walk in the kitchen and I'm just bawling. And so because I'm vain, sometimes I do shallots or leeks. Okay. 
because they don't make me cry. Mm. But it's a subtler flavor, too, in the food. Lots of times I'm thinking of, like, my customers who are eating these things for lunch, and then maybe they have a big meeting. (laughs) They don't want to blow everyone away. Um, And then there are some other tricks I've tried for the onion thing where you could light a candle. Mm -hmm. You, like, light a candle as you're cutting your onions or breathe through your mouth, not through your nose is supposed to help. If you take, if you peel your onion and you put it in the freezer before chopping, it's supposed to help. Oh. My favorite is uh, if you put on like swimming goggles. <laughs> I was going to say we have safety glasses, yeah. like like the like you know the plastic like safety yeah. glasses. The next yeah. time I cut with onion, I will take a selfie and <laughs> do all in gratification <laughs> post it on Grand yes. and say I took Heather's advice. Yeah. Here's me in my goggles. Yes. And always curl your fingers yes. when you're holding. Always curl oh, your yes. fingers. Yes. I should know that from a b- playing piano for so many right. years. Yep. <laughs> Almost like go that was the, the biggest knuckle. thing. I always I, I couldn't I was like always using my fingers and one of my friends who's a chef is like I sent him a picture of me like chopping <gasps> onions. Like a video of me chopping onions. I'm like, I can't chop onions I can never and he's like okay well they're consistently all the same size but you're gonna lose a finger or a fingernail or something f- something mm-hmm. you need to curl your finger and I'm like I it was the takes a while right, but once, right. you're once you it, do it then you're like oh no this then you can go and you protect your fingers yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it can curl your right fingers. yep Yep. I've also heard if you light a match then blow it out but then hold the you know smoldering match like in between your teeth Whilst you cut an onion, that's that dangerous. Right? I know, but I think like the sulfur or something from the match. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that confused with okay, what you're supposed no, to do in the I bathroom. Want to see a video of that. Yeah. <laughs> I will check. Okay, if we all write down all the different things, I will <laughs> go through and do all of them and compare, and we can have another powwow later to see if what we do. Oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness. So if when you're not in the kitchen. What else can we find you doing? Hmm, I love estate sales. Like I'm a little bit obsessed. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, I find the best I do stuff, about you guys. You. It's amazing. Um, I love kickboxing, rollerblading. Truly all I do is like drive my kids to activities. Um, that's my life. Yeah, uh, travel when I can. My yeah. husband owns a business too, so it's like we're constantly just running between right. well, I'm work, sure. kids. Yeah. Yep. Story of your life. Uh-huh. Um, so other than Joyful Foods, like any other projects that you're working on, things that you... So yeah, I a couple years ago, I was approached by um, Three Farm Daughters, who is a local mm-hmm. pasta maker in town, to do some work for them, some like recipe development and food styling for their website. And after that, things just started to snowball for consulting for me. I've been... I worked, did a little thing for the National Watermelon Board. Ooh. Um, yeah, that was fun. Was it a so that, seed spinning contest? I wish. <laughs> it was, it'll air this winter because it was about eating watermelon all year round. Oh. So that was fun. Uh, worked with the North Dakota um, Bean Association nice. about eating beans. Yeah. And then I did a year-long project with the USDA helping them develop some uh, recipes for their uh, human nutrition lab here in town very cool so that was yeah. a dream gig like oh, I, I bet do recipes with vegetables just to get people more excited to, mm-hmm. to eat vegetables that's awesome yeah and who knew there were so many opportunities around I here that's amazing to be honest like i'm blown away by yeah. how many different opportunities so i just keep that door wide open and 
things just seem to come my way. That's awesome. Well, cool. Congratulations on all of that fun Thank stuff. You. I know I do follow Three Farm Daughters on um, social media, and I see a lot of your recipes and a lot of the beautiful like food styling. You've kind of gotten into that too, haven't you? I mean, just as far as like sort of just the the plating and you know the presentation. I think it's yeah, a big part of food is mm-hmm. seeing what you eat and for sure. When I was at the museum is when I started to really get into like taking pictures and posting them to Instagram just to let customers know what we were serving that day. And mm-hmm. the feedback was like, oh, wow, that looks good. I want to try that. Right. So we just, eat with our eyes. We eat with our eyes. So taking pictures and making your food look good and telling the story. I think it's so easy to say my food's from scratch. Like right. Taco Bell says that, you know? <laughs> I remember seeing a commercial where right. Taco Bell said that. I'm like, really Taco Bell? Like, like, so like how do you mean? Yeah. I mean, because you brown your own hamburger? And so it's just, you can say that, but right. unless you really show that. Right, right. Then what, is it, what does it mean? Absolutely. No, that's a good point. That is a good point. So uh, in talking about social media, where can our listeners um, find you and follow you and... So I'm probably most active on Instagram. They can follow Joyful Foods or Chef Heather on Instagram, but I'm on Facebook as well. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm working on a website. Finally, I've been dragging my feet on a website because Joyful, I don't have any spots open. I have this wait list. So I always thought, well, why am I going to advertise something that Mm -hmm. I say, oh, sorry, can't have it. (laughs) Not for you. (laughs) But now that I'm doing the consulting, I thought, okay, like I should have a website. So that's coming. Okay. Well, stay tuned. Finally. Yay. Well, good for you. Well, I uh, like to end these podcasts with a little would you rather. Oh, great. I know. (laughs) Heather's known me long enough that she's heard a lot of my would you rathers that I can't say on the air. These are. Um, a little PG. Yep. Okay. But these, these are PG. <laughs> and it's somewhat tailored to our our conversation because it is about food. So, and I've probably even asked you this some sometime in the past, but would you rather eat the same exact thing? It's whatever you want it to be. It's your favorite, favorite dish every single day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a year. Okay. And it's, but it's what, I mean, it's something you love and it's prepared perfectly. Or every day for a year, you can eat different things, but everything that you're eating, like the hot food is cold, the cold food is hot, you know, like just well, just tough. not pleasing, you know, everything's just a little I feel like in off. our climate, like because in the winter, <laughs> all you want is something hot. Right. I and mean, you're not eating it hot. It's cold soup. It's gazpacho. All, and all, I could absolutely not. eat a burrito every day. You know, you think you could have a breakfast burrito and then you could make like a... Oh, no, it's got to be the same. Oh, it's got to be the same, same exact burrito. thing. Yep. And mm-hmm. I couldn't put any like different salsas or anything on it. It'd have to just nope, be the just same. No, just going to be the same. <laughs> oh, this is tough. But it's really good. You might not ever want to eat a burrito again after a year, but... I think I... Oh, I'd get so sick of that, though. I know. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll do the hot-cold thing. <laughs> but I'm not happy about it. You don't look happy about it right now. She's kind of glaring at me, you guys. <laughs> we might not be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, Dana, what about you? Oh, you know... I love breakfast food and Darcy's like Western. It's actually the Sioux omelet, I think, actually, with a good side of hash browns and some toast. Oh, I would eat that every day. Every day, like every three day. times a day. Oh, I know. I that's kind of where it gets you. Can yes. I just drop down to like two meals a day and snacks? 
Mm, no snacks. You can have two meals, but no snacks. Okay, fine. But they gotta but be the same I'm thing. I'm also going for hot and cold. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I know that kind of throws a little wrench in the gear. Plus, if it's like your favorite, you don't want to like grow so tired of it that you'd never enjoy it again. And you right. would. Right. And you don't get snacks, so that right. really throws <laughs> a wrench in my plan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What about you, Marla? Well, I was just trying to figure out how many days in a row I could eat uh, one of Steer's Euros before Mm, I would get sick of it because I literally had one the other day and I'm like, this might be the best best sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. Um, And you know me, I love tacos. I was just going to say, you're such a taco fiend. I I think I could prop, I mean, I ate tacos four times last week uh but you know one time it was pork and right was right you got to mix it up it a little bit shell, and, but you're mm-hmm. saying like i can't have nope. like soft it's gotta be the exact same thing hmm. i know kind of kind of ruins it <sighs> and i'm kind of a one meal a day person so yeah me so too then that <laughs> changes it for you. so <laughs> i could probably i could eat tacos yeah. for a year and not okay. get sick of it but no snacks like you can't have snacks because it's all got to be the same thing well, I so mean, can you just, just get by on like one meal of tacos a day? Sure. I think I could. I, I really honestly think I okay. could. Just have to eat like 75 just, tacos. I just, have to, I just have chance. to decide what kind, what kind right? of tacos. Oh like, yeah, that's like, a good point. Are they just ground beef? Are they chicken? Soft, yeah. hard? Yeah. Well, crunchy. I'm a, yeah, I'm you a are girl. crunchy. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I could eat tacos every day. Okay. My family would hate me. Because tacos, <laughs> guess tacos. what? Mom, what's for dinner? I mean, tacos. they can eat other things, but then you'd be sitting there longingly looking at their plates. And, yeah. I just put tomatoes and everything, and then, then I wouldn't want to <laughs> eat it be anyway. Fine. Oh, what would I do? I, I mean, I'm kind of one of those weird people. Like, I sort of like cold food. Like, that's normally hot. Like, like French fries, for example. Like, nobody ever wants to take home like French fries when you've been out to eat. But I do like I like them cold, like straight out of the fridge. Like I don't want to be served cold French fries like if I'm at a restaurant. But if I take the fries home, put them in the fridge, eat the leftovers, like a lot of times they're kind of grosser. Like if you warm them up in the microwave, unless I get out my air fryer yep. and then, heat like, them back up. February but, morning, you get right. up, you want a hot cup of coffee, but oh. no, you're having ice. cold French coffee. fries. Yeah, and then your cold oh. French fries. Yeah, I know, I know. But like if you put your french fries, uh, like you just put 400 and you reheat them, they taste just fine. I know, I know, but that's not an option in this case. Uh, and I mean, I think... a masala would be cold. Well, I'm not going to lie, I've totally eaten like spoonfuls <laughs> of cold tikka masala out of my styrofoam box in the fridge. Like it's not... Oh. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do yeah. the cold food hot and hot food cold. So when, you, I make, when I make lasagna, my husband mm-hmm. will not eat it out of the oven. He waits until the next day. Like, he won't even have it for dinner. He puts it in the fridge and waits till the next day and takes it out and eats cold. Like, My husband's the same. Oh. I'm like, will you please heat that up? Like, it'd be so much better if you just... Nope, like, it's no. like already gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I mean, you'd eat half a pan cold. And I'm like... See, that doesn't bother me either. Yeah, I'm kind of a, I think I maybe just like food that way. I do think sometimes when things are colder too, you get the flavor mm-hmm. more. Like the flavor comes out a little bit more. So maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, yeah, I think that's well, what I'm doing. I'll be over here eating my hot tacos while y'all are eating. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be eating our mediocre yes, food. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this was fun as always. Nice to chat with you, Heather. Thanks Thank for you. Having yes, me, thanks for joining us. And... Uh, Everybody, thanks for tuning in and we'll chat with you next time.